Welcome to the Gorgeous Strength Podcast. I'm Kayleen Smith, founder of GoTime Training, inspirational speaker, fitness expert, and lifestyle coach. Each week, I will bring you an idea or special guest that will help you bust through your barriers, get motivated, and live the life you love. Get ready to take your life to the next level to finally achieve your wildest dreams and radiate with magnetic energy every day. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Welcome everybody to the Gorgeous Strength Podcast. Today I am so excited to have Gina with Hot Asana, which I'm probably butchering. She can No, you got it. (laughs) Awesome. So Gina is owner of Hot Asana yoga studio, and I probably just butchered it then since I'm putting the pressure on myself. She's a registered 500-hour yoga teacher. She teaches group classes and offers a 200-hour yoga teacher training from her yoga studio. So I cannot wait for her to share her story with you and all things yoga. Gina, welcome. Thank you, Kayleen. So happy to be here. Yeah, so I want to start with way back when your mom drug you to your first yoga class at the age of 15 and then how you've evolved into the amazing yoga instructor that you are today. (laughs) Okay. So, well, um, like you said, you know, just kind of started exploring yoga when I was in high school, just, you know, my mom dragging me to a class and, um, you know, and, and I would go with her occasionally, but I was really more into cardio, but I was always into group classes. You know, I just loved the dynamic and the community and group classes. And then, um, you know, went to college and, um, ended up taking a yoga class at WSU with Flora, famous Wichita yogi, um, which I enjoyed. And then really I would just say, you know, Um, I went to K-State for my first year and I came back to Wichita for my second year when I took that class. And most of like my friends that I had grown up with, you know, being from Wichita, they were all gone, you know, away at school. And, um, I was going to WSU and, and I didn't really know a lot of people, you know? And, um, so in many ways, yoga was kind of like my retreat, you know, um, where I was able to just kind of come to my mat and, um, just feel good really and move my body and, and let go of things. Um, you know, and then I I did a training and I started teaching yoga and I did another training and another training and really just going with the flow, um, and showing up to my mat every day, um, is kind of how I ended up being at the point that I am right now. Um, not really forcing anything, but just being, um, really guided and just choosing the path of least resistance and really the path of joy, you know, less focused on, um, you know, what I was supposed to do or what I needed to do and instead just what I enjoyed. So, you know, kind of vague, but (laughs) no, I love that because I you know, this is getting a little off topic from yoga, but I feel like so many people in life look at what other people are doing and they think I need to be at a certain level or I need to be doing X, Y, and Z 
to get to my goal. And I love that you've just, I mean, you have such an amazing following and your studio is so successful and your form of teaching is just one that I don't see. It, it's so unique to you and you've let it naturally, organically grow. Thanks, Kayleen. Yeah. I think a lot of people can learn a lesson from that and whatever it is that they're wanting to do in life. So going back to yoga, what do you love most about it? Um, what I love most about yoga is really just, well, you know, to backtrack slightly, I have a background in fine arts. That's what, you know, what my undergraduate degree is in and specifically in ceramics, but really, uh, I was always more into conceptual art. So just the idea of something to me, like ideas are really what get me excited and f- what inspires me every day in my yoga practice is just really, you know, I like to say like that moment when, um, the impossible becomes possible because, you know, like I said, starting yoga at 15, I mean, I wasn't very flexible, you know, I definitely wasn't strong. And so there were lots of things that I would see and just, there's no way that's physically impossible, you know? And then to, to feel, you know, I, there's no way I can do that. It's completely impossible. And then, you know, to practice and to show up to your mat and and to just keep doing you. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I can do that. That's not so impossible. I, I am capable of that. And just that, that whole concept is really what inspires me in terms of yoga is that, you know, on a weekly basis, there's always like, this kind of aha moment of like, oh my gosh, I can do that. (laughs) I I'm better than I was yesterday. And and I don't mean, you know, you know, better in quotation marks, just more, more, um, more in terms of just capable of what I thought was impossible yesterday. You know, I'm capable of today. And I think that's the beauty of fitness and living a healthy lifestyle in general is that it's ever evolving and it's just small steps every single day. And it's like little wins every single day that one thing you, you thought you couldn't do, just like you said yesterday, you can do today. And a lot of it's a mindset shift too, which we'll get into, um, so before we dive into that though, what, what is your style of yoga? My style of yoga is, I mean, it's a vinyasa practice where we're flowing from pose to pose. I mean, it's a a balance between strength and flexibility. So many times when people talk about yoga, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, oh, I'm not flexible, right? Which which is probably why you might want to practice yoga. But but that being said... um, uh, and at the studio, we practice yoga also in the heat. So the room is hot. It's set at, you know, anywhere between 97 and 99 degrees, but it is more, um, I would say more of an athletic practice just because it doesn't matter if you come to a level one class with me, you know, and you've been practicing yoga for years or you're an athlete, you're going to experience challenges, you know, my goal is to um, teach a class where every single person in the class finds something that, uh, on a certain level, is there impossible. You know, that they're going to find a challenge somewhere. So it's, you know, it's not a practice where, I mean, c- coming back to mindset, 
where you kind of have to walk in with an open mind and say, okay, this is where I am today. This is where I am in terms of my flexibility and my strength. And, and you just work with what you have today, knowing that, you know, you're only going to get stronger and you're only going to get more flexible, um, because it is a challenging practice, but still like half a yoga. Um, and also, you know, in many ways based on Ashtanga yoga, but, uh, we don't stick to a set sequence of postures like in Ashtanga yoga. Um, we mix it up and try to create a variety of classes and sequences for people to, you know, experience new postures and ways of getting into poses uh, that they didn't try the day before. So for people that are new to yoga, there are so many different forms. You just touched on a few in your last few words, um, how does somebody introduce themselves to yoga and find what practice is going to be best for them? Well, um, I always like to tell people to just be brave. (laughs) So to just try something, you know, um, there's several different studios in town. Um, the gym, many of the gyms in town offer yoga classes too, to just go and check it out because, Um, you know, it might say yoga, but on a certain level, you never really know what you're going to get yourself into. Um, you know, it could be more of a restorative class where you're staying in postures for, let's say up to three minutes. Um, and, and it might be a more relaxing class or you might find a more challenging class. So it's just going to come down to really having an open mind, um, and, you know, walking in, uh, with a positive attitude and being okay with not being able to do, um, to do everything in the class. That being said, I've also been doing for the last several weeks, these five minute lunchtime flows on Facebook Monday through Friday on the studio's Facebook page. So, you know, if, if someone's curious about yoga, even, you know, just taking five minutes, which I think all of us can probably find five minutes to, um, try something new, um, and see if they're interested because just cause you tried a yoga class one time doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, yoga is out for you. You, you just might not have found the style of practice or the community or the instructor that really resonated with you. For sure. Everybody brings in their own personality and their own twist, even if it's the exact same class. Exactly. So I love that. Now, what are the benefits both physically and mentally with having a yoga practice? Right. Well, um, you know, I touched on everybody. Everybody talks about yoga and flexibility and definitely flexibility is going to improve, but also strength. And and most of the time people don't consider strength. Um, It's going to improve respiration, energy and vitality. We spend much of the time focusing on breath, you know, um, we don't really think about our breathing most of the time, but you know, a lot of times when, you know, yoga doesn't just happen on the mat, it's in our everyday life. So when we're experiencing, whether we're driving in our car and we hit a train or, you know, um, we interact with someone who's kind of like sandpaper on us or whatnot, you know, we all need tools to, uh, ground ourselves and bring ourselves back to the center 
And with the breath, we can do that. That being said, it's also going to, um, you know, increase cardio and circulatory health. A lot of times people don't think that yoga is cardio, you know, and you can have a yoga practice that is a cardio practice. And it's not that unusual either, you know, um, moving through postures a little bit quicker, or even if you're working on your handstand hops, uh, which if you come to class with me, you know, that, you know, that we do, that's a lot of cardio. I mean, (laughs) your, your heart's going to be pumping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then also, um, you know, you can of course lose weight. Um, but then also it helps to protect against injury, which is one of the reasons why I love yoga and I love the style of yoga that we offer at the studio. Um, and that's just because it's a, a balance between strength and flexibility. If we spend so much time just focusing on strength, right? Well, then we're more than likely going to experience injury somewhere. And that's the same thing if we're just focusing on flexibility, you know, but if we create the balance between that, we're going to have more homeostasis in the body. Yeah. And one thing I really admire in you every time, well, not just when I come to your classes, but seeing your five minute workouts on Facebook or just seeing some of the photos of you, you are a very tiny girl, but you (laughs) are powerful and strong. And I know that that's come from your years and years of yoga practice. You can hold yourself in a handstand for, I don't even know how long. You can talk right. how long, forever. <laughs> well, you know, they say there's that little famous saying right now that we see everywhere. I woke up like this. Well, I didn't wake up like this, Kayleen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's been, you know, many, many years of practice and even, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I can do a handstand and take my feet to my head, which is called scorpion. And for years, I mean, just the ability to hold a handstand in the middle of the room seemed completely impossible to me, um, let alone having the flexibility to do something like that. Um, and, and it's really just showing up and, and practicing every day. And, you know, it's, it's so fun teaching classes and seeing people's wins. You know, I've got a woman that's, she started coming in June of last year. Um, she's, you know, 65 or 70 and, um, you know, watching her work on her back bend, Urdhva Dhanurasana, you know, she couldn't get up. I started helping her and just, um, last week she was so excited at the end of class because she was able to get up, you know, and, and, after every class, you know, I said, Jan, you know, you're getting a little bit closer. And she would say, uh, you know, it it doesn't really feel that way. Um, and you know, just showing up to the mat, um, and really, you know, working just little by little. It's like, not that we have to try so hard, you know, we, we don't have to try so hard. We, we could just show up and do what we can do that day and be, be good with that. And, you know, little by little, we're going to build on that. And that, that kind of leads into the mental benefits of yoga, you know, um, just in terms of, um, really learning how to ground yourself and bring yourself back when you're faced with stressful situations or situations are that are upsetting, or when you're in a moment where you feel like, 
um, I, I can't do this or, or this is impossible. You know, uh, I see other people experience those moments of kind of the impossible becoming possible on their mats, you know, and, and that kind of comes back to that. We don't just practice yoga on our mats. We really take it out into the world every day. Yeah. And I think a huge component of the mindset is the fear. So I'm going to go back to handstands and yoga is not all about handstands, but when, when some people look at yogis, people that have been practicing for a long time, people like you that can do some of these really advanced moves, they connect yoga with those advanced moves. And they say, we talked about this a little bit earlier. They say, I can't do that. And then it's a fear-based mindset of right now, here and now, I can't do that. So I just can't even be involved in that yoga studio or in that practice. What would you say to people that are just intimidated or fearful of coming to their first yoga class? Well, you know, we all have our impossibles and, and your impossible might be touching your toes you know, or doing the splits or not having low back pain or, you know, whatever your impossible is, um, you know, you can, you can move past that in a yoga class and you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You you don't need to pay attention to, you know, what they're doing or even, you know, in classes, like I give options, not everybody's going to take that option for a handstand and, and not everyone should, and not everyone should feel like they need to, you know? And I think, um, that can just be a hard mindset because it's just keeping up with the Joneses and what, what we mentioned earlier in terms of really comparing yourself to other people and, Oh, well, this is what I should be doing. No, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You should just be doing what feels good and what resonates with you and what helps you meet your goals. Your goals shouldn't be the same as other people's and, um, but you should be okay with what, um, being in a space where everyone can pursue whatever goal they have, you know? Yeah. And I like to say, just do you. Yeah, exactly. Just do you because even doing you that day could mean you're backpedaling a little bit from what you did yesterday just because maybe you didn't get a good night's sleep or um, maybe you ate something that's not settling right or you're just not feeling the best. Um, you can never compare yourself to other people or what you did yesterday and, and bring yourself down because then you're just going to beat yourself up. You just always have to take that small step and think better, better, better. So. When it comes to fitness, nutrition always has a huge play, um, especially at the Go Time Training Studio. We focus a lot on nutrition. And when I first started learning about yoga, I had this vision that if I did yoga, I had to become a vegan. I had to um, do yoga every single day. Like it was a whole lifestyle. And I no longer have that, thank goodness. I've opened my eyes and I've learned a lot, but I do think some people still still feel that they have to do certain things that they're not comfortable doing in order to do yoga. So one person asked me, what does Gina eat? 
And I know you've evolved in that sense too. So can you share the nutrition side that's paired? Sure. Sure. Well, and, and you know, calling back to yoga, if, if we really look at the history of yoga, Kayleen, we wouldn't be allowed to practice yoga because it's only for men, let alone be able, let alone be able to teach it. So it's really easy to get caught up in the dogma of things, but then if we want to be fundamentalists, then you probably truly should be a fundamentalist, which would mean, okay, you'd have to be vegetarian or vegan, uh, and you'd also have to be a man. So, <laughs> so. But in terms of in terms of me, um, well, I've had a long journey, um, and really, you know, growing up, like I would say, you know, my parents kind of ate like crunchy granola, healthy, um, and um, you know, so so I thought I was I was relatively healthy, and then um, oh, I just had like you know some some health issues really with cysts essentially. And, um, you know, I just couldn't, I I couldn't get any help. You know, I I went to the doctors and, and, you know, they would give you something that, I mean, it it didn't help. Ultimately it it made things worse and, you know, it made, made things a lot worse for me. Um, uh, because I was getting, they were giving me steroid injections in cysts that ultimately, um, made my blood pressure drop drastically over the course of years to, um, I'd have to look back at my, uh, records from previous health fairs. Um, but my blood pressure was, I want to say no exaggeration, 40 over 60. And the woman who took my blood pressure was like, um, are you in there? You know, <laughs> are, you alive? Are, are you alive? You know, um, anyways. And so that sent me on really a healing path in terms of nutrition. And I learned about, um, raw, raw food. And at the time I was a vegetarian and I'd been a vegetarian for five years. And so then, you know, I'm, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this raw vegan thing. So like overnight just went totally raw vegan, which I ended up eating raw vegan for four years. Um, and, and really in a, in a dogmatic way. And, and there's many ways to eat raw vegan. There's what I would describe as gourmet raw, um, where you're eating really high fat foods, lots of nuts and kind of, um, fancy things with lots of ingredients in them. Um, and then there's, um, other ways of, when it comes to raw, you kind of have to eat, you have to get your calories from somewhere. So, you know, you can eat an entire gigantic container of spinach and that's going to have what 50 calories in it. So yeah, nothing. So, you know, you've got to get your calories from really either fat or from fruits and there's different raw doctors and some are into absolutely no fruit, which I did for about a year. And I was still having like my health issues. Okay. And then I went the opposite way, um, which was eating raw vegan, what's called 80, 10, 10, 80% carbohydrates, 10% fat, 10% protein. Um, and that I really, um, I experienced lots of health benefits. I mean, my blood pressure became normal and is normal now. Um, and really just reversed a lot of what I would say side effects from, um, just getting prescribed things, you know? (laughs) Um, 
but you know, that only kind of serves you for so long because with 80, 10, 10, you're eating like massive quantities of fruit, which kind of teaches you how to like overindulge. And then also like everything's cold and wet and, you know, there's the whole like, um, you know, if we talk about yoga and we talk about the mind body connection and just like the importance of, you know, symbolically sharing a meal with someone and that like we can get far, it doesn't matter what the food is, but that experience could be so nourishing that way more nourishing than the food could ever, ever be. Um, you know, our mind definitely affects our body. And if you look at studies by, um, Dr. Emoto, who studied water crystals and, you know, he labeled on these jars, I love you. I hate you, you know, um, and then studied the water crystals. It's clear that that affects, um, you know, the water and, Um, if we think about all of the water in our bodies and all of the water in the world, um, and really the huge impact that our mind has on things. So long story short. (laughs) So currently, um, and then I would just say for me, um, in terms of like lifestyle with the studio and, um, just living and, um, not really, really wanting to explore something different because I explored, you know, crunchy granola, healthy. I explore, I explored, um, vegetarian. I explored raw vegan and, and the many different ways of eating raw vegan, um, and being like a total fundamentalist in terms of organic and only spring water and nothing in plastic and all of this and all of that. And, um, at this point I am eating, I mean, I guess you could probably say it's paleo, which is really just, I eat berries, I eat salads, and I eat meat. Like very simple, very plain, um, nothing fancy. But um, for me, I feel like that's kind of allowed me to kind of put a check in, um, um, am I hungry emotionally or physically? (laughs) You know, I love, I I love hearing how you've evolved in your nutrition because I feel like there's a time and a place as we grow and as we experience different health issues or, um, I don't know, stressors, life stressors, our nutrition has to change with that. Definitely. I very much, I don't like to label diets, but for the people out there listening, people just know vegan, vegetarian, paleo, they, they understand what that means. And I personally follow what you would maybe quote unquote label a paleo diet. And I've tried like you, I've tried vegan. I've tried so many other things. I've tried, um, counting macros. I've tried, I was a cardio queen when I started my fitness journey too, but I've really found that the paleo way of eating allows me to understand when I'm full, when I'm hungry. Um, I can go periods of time and not need food because your body goes off of its fat stores instead of eating sugars all the time, which are those easy 
grab-and-go carbohydrates, even if they're fruit, your body's constantly in a state of high insulin, low insulin, I'm hungry, 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 and you're never fully satisfied. You're never dipping into those fat stores. So what difference do you notice in yourself, in your energy, switching back to right. meat and paleo? Well, I would say that, well, for one, the other thing that I kind of left out is that really um, that I do intermittent fasting, yeah. which means like, you know, I don't really, I have kind of late nights. So, you know, I, I might not actually eat dinner until 10 PM <laughs> because I'm not going to eat before I teach two yoga classes. It's just, I know I'm not, it's not going to feel comfortable. It's not going to be good for me. So sometimes I eat dinner late, but intermittent fasting, meaning that basically I won't eat until noon the next day, you know, or maybe it's two o'clock so that I have like a fast, you know, I continue the fast from breakfast and that's really just kind of goes back to like, um, just my, you know, past, uh, you know, I've done trainings on detoxification and things like that. And, and after, you know, I've, I've done a 55 day juice fast. I've done, um, periods of only eating fruit for more than 30 days and nothing else. Um, and then periods of, you know, various fasting. And for me, intermittent fasting, it really makes me feel good. Um, I also know that, um, you know, it's, it's really easy. You know, I told you I did a 55 day juice fast. Well, I've also done like a three day juice fast and a five day and whatever. And with those, I mean, you're just going to go back to whatever you were doing before. So doesn't it make more sense to like just have a juice every day than it does to do something extreme like that? And with intermittent fasting, it allows me to just not do anything extreme at all, but really let my body tell me, okay, I'm hungry. Is let's let's eat and um, and just feel good instead of you know waking up and saying, okay, it's time to eat you know, and then for myself in terms of the change, I guess, um, you know, I kind of switched in, I guess in the end of December, um, I had, you know, just kind of some life changes happen, um, and less stress in my life, um, in December. So, um, you know, switching that and really getting back into intermittent fasting, um, I mean, I lost, I've lost 16.8 pounds. It's kind of crazy because I'm small. I think that you had, I could tell that you've lost weight. I didn't, I never would have guessed that you had almost 17 pounds to lose. <laughs> I know. I was joking with my husband yesterday. I was like, that's just crazy. I mean, cause I, you know, I'm a lot stronger and I, I definitely, um, gained more muscle as well. But you know, a lot of times ju just like, in our everyday life, we tend to think that we need more than we actually do. Because Kayleen, I feel fantastic. You know what I mean? I feel strong. I feel comfortable in my body. You know, um, I, there's nothing like, um, I'm not doing anything extreme. You know, it's just like, I, I, I'm just listening to my body and, um, going with the flow. <laughs> and it's really beautiful when you find that happy balance of you're not forcing anything, you're not eating a certain weight in order to lose weight. I, I think too many people get stuck in that vicious cycle of 
I'm gonna eat this way for a certain amount of time to lose weight, but they don't love it. One minute of it, they don't love it. Um, but I'm, I'm totally with you. My husband and I have started the intermittent fasting and we have noticed amazing benefits from it. And I knew I could do anything because I'm just all or nothing type of person. I'll at least try it. But when my husband jumped on board and he gave it, um, his first fasting day was a Friday because it's a half work day for him. And he came home and I said, how do you feel? And he's like, I feel so good. But going into it, he was so scared. He said, I'm gonna have hunger pains. My patients are gonna hear my stomach growling. I'm gonna get grouchy. And I think you have to kind of get past that. But for me, the point of this, I, I think that the listeners can get is that you have to find what's gonna work best for you in December, you found stressors were reduced in your life, and this is just your new norm, your new way of living, and it's nothing that you're doing for a goal. Right, because ultimately, consistency is key. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're doing something extreme, if we're doing, um, you know, and, and I think that I don't mean to say anything negative about juice fast or anything like that. I just mean that I've had a lot of experience with them. I've done a lot. <laughs> And I can tell you that like, you know, to the point where like, if I smell that green juice, you know, today, I'm, it's going to make me gag, you know, or whatever. Cause it was just to, you know, I was having too much of it or whatever, you know, and, and you don't want to get to that point. So it's like, what can you do that makes you feel good? And that's easy for you. And that works in your lifestyle and you don't feel like you're being deprived in any way. You feel the exact opposite. You feel abundance that's only going to be reflected back in, in every way. Oh, for sure. So let's get back to exercise real quick. I know that you love yoga and everything yoga. What other forms of exercise do you do? Um, other than yoga, I really just uh, bike. I mean, I have a Peloton bike. I love to cycle. And then I have a road bike. And um, I also like to ride my road bike on I have a ride planned for Sunday that I'm excited about because it's going to be 80 degrees. So, <laughs> um, so but really, for warm weather. you know, I like um, cycling and really just the kind of resistance that you get from that. But in terms of like, you know, a lot of times people ask me if I lift weights or things like that. And I really don't. I only do body weight exercises and yoga. And then I like the bike because it's just, for me, it's another kind of moving meditation where I don't have to think, you know, I, I can just ride, you know, like running is for many people. Yeah. So in a yoga class, um, you know, we kind of start down on the mat, we work our way up and then we come back down to the mat. Do you have a favorite part of your yoga practice? Um, well, so yeah, I mean, in many ways, each yoga class is like the life cycle, you know? Um, you know, maybe starting in child's pose and then ending in Shavasana corpse pose, um, favorite part of the practice. Um, I would say <laughs> when, um, my whole body is screaming and, uh, telling me, stop it, don't come down. You're done. You're done. You're done. Um, and just taking, you know, five more breaths at that point. You know, um, cause I really like, um, 
You know, at this point in my practice, in terms of flexibility, I don't struggle a lot with flexibility. Um, my flexibility really only makes me stronger. But, you know, best part of the practice besides having, you know, exciting points where I hit a new transition or a new pose that I couldn't do, it's really um, feeling, building the strength that I don't have right now that I need for tomorrow, you know, and, and that. And that's what's going to allow me to do that thing that I didn't think I could do, you know, because I'm not always trying to get a pose really hard. It's really just, you know, trying to find um, my max, you know, max with the breath. And a lot of times it's um, more of a mental challenge than a physical challenge. You know, earlier today I was, my arms were totally done and I was um, just holding a handstand against the wall, um, toes and nose to the wall, so um, no balance required, but um, every part of my body was telling me to get off the wall, you know, and it was like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to try to hold it a little bit longer than I did yesterday, um, so, and, and then if I can't, I can't, and I just come down. <laughs> and that's the part that can be carried over into those uncomfortable moments outside of yoga when maybe you're having a situation at work with your boss and it feels uncomfortable and you need to push through that moment or um, you're having a food craving and it, you're starting to feel uncomfortable. Those extra breaths in yoga of holding that pose can teach you of how to slow down and think through those situations while they're happening. Right, exactly. I mean, they say that, you know, it's, it's easy to meditate when you're just sitting there. I mean, not really, but uh, what's hard is when you're, you're in the pain, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's really when you need to be able to bring it back. So, but for many people, just sitting cross-legged is enough pain, which is really in terms of like the limbs of yoga, the purpose of asana would be to prepare your body to actually be able to sit and meditate. You know, it's, it's, if we look at the eight limbs of yoga, it is kind of the, it helps to prepare you for meditation and so on. I want to let everybody know that's listening today that you are going to be at the Gorgeous Strength Summit August, the morning of August 26th and 27th, leading a yoga class for all the women. I'm so excited to have you there. It's going to be a level one class, so people that have never done it before are totally fine to join. And if you guys want to know more about the Gorgeous Strength Summit, you can just text the word gorgeous to the number 316. 835-0666. And then Gina, I want you to let them know how they can find out more about you. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited about the Gorgeous Strength Summit and so excited to be a part of it. Just to, just to throw that out there. Um, and then also, uh, you can check out my website, hotasanayogastudio.com. Um, or also my Facebook page, Hot Asana Yoga Studio, and Instagram, Hot underscore Asana, where, like I said, I'm posting five-minute videos Monday through Friday, and then there's also um, lots of different workshops and upcoming stuff this summer, um, as well as later on this month. So Wonderful. Well, thank you, Gina, so much for being on today, and we might have to do a follow-up call because this is so much fun to talk about. <laughs> Thanks, Kayleen. It was awesome. Thanks for inviting me. 
Thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate you and the gift you've given to our listeners. You guys, if you love this episode, make sure you share it and please take a moment to leave me a five-star review. Until next time, make today something you will be proud of tomorrow.